last week on Lore Seekers. Today we're going to talk about the Kirill vampires, and then if you're really, if your interest is really peaked in vampirism, we're going to talk about how you become a vampire in ESO and what are the pros and the cons. They're all pros. In just a short couple of weeks, we're going to have a new release for Elder Scrolls. <laughs> it's the, uh, yeah, it's Tamriel's Pooper. That's where we're going. Yep. We're going to the sewers. Actually, the where the sewers lead to. That's where we're headed. So get your galoshes and get your inoculations. You, traveler, what do you know of this land? Do you wish to learn of its law? Come, <laughs> rest your weary feet and warm yourself by the fire. Let's share some mead, listen to tales of misadventure, and learn of Tamriel's rich history with the law seekers. <laughs> ah, here they are now. Jibs and cash. No, it's so gross. It's so gross. Oh, hey. Welcome, friends. Hi. Have a seat. Welcome to the Dark Dank Cave. Yeah, dark and dank. (laughs) We don't have any mead. I'm just telling you right now, we don't have any mead. We don't have any rat meth. (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny for an infomercial? Welcome to the Delve, where it's dark and dank. And we don't have any mead. Yeah, we're out. Sorry, buddy. Well, what you been up to, man? Ooh, we've had a good week. It's been busy. It's been a fun week. Like, yeah, wow. Yeah. They're all busy. No, we had the Lore Seekers Guild's very first movie night this week. Yeah, man. Among other things. That was fun. Yeah. So we all got together on uh, on Rabbit, and we had about 20, 25 people show up. And... Um, if you don't know what Rabbit is, it's just a service where you can basically stream what you have on your Netflix or Google Play or whatever. So anyway, we streamed on a private lobby, the Shaun of the Dead. yeah, in a set. private chat room, basically. Yeah, and we streamed the Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. and laughed our butts off mm-hmm. and had a really good time. That was the first of our. Uh, Halloween holiday extravaganza spooktacular type event. And then on uh, on Sundas, we had our actual Halloween spooktacular party at our brand new place that you're all going to find out about at the very end of this episode. We just kind of did a little early release for our uh, Lore Secret Guild members. And we had... A uh, costume contest at our new place. Mm-hmm. We had a housing contest that we'd been working on throughout the week. Congratulations to all of our fantastic winners. Yep. And uh, we closed that all out with a semi-naked world boss run with goats. <laughs> and we started yeah, we that whole process off with the... We all did like the slow walk... And put on our zombie personalities, the RP walk in um, in Stormhaven, in a line. We were all wearing, basically, so it was a semi-naked world boss run. So we had on nothing but Nordic bathers towels, 
and our favorite masks. And we basically walked or zombied, sauntered through <laughs> Stormhaven. And uh, we were basically yelling, like, bring out your dead. And it was this long line of lore seekers. All tag. Everybody had the guild tags on, and we were all cruising through. And we got so many freaking hilarious com- uh, comments. It was so funny. It was funny. People joining so, in. Yeah, it's that's always fun. Yeah, I've always loved doing those. I remember doing that way back in other games, and you whether you're mounted up or you're half naked and you're wearing your favorite, you know, mask. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, no, we had a really good time. A uh, quick shout out to Jen DVM, one of our uh, lore seekers officers. Um, she not only took part in our housing contest and had an amazing house. Yeah, she did. Decorated for Halloween. But um, I received word, I wasn't able to make it, but I received word from uh, several of our lore seekers in our guild that she ran a, a really awesome dueling contest at her residence, which happens to be the um, the new Hercines realm. Oh no sure way! Called, but That's the, cool. The yeah. Plane? yeah. So she had a f- yeah, like a full dueling contest there, and I heard it went really, really well, and she did a great job putting it on. So thank you very much, Jen, for that. And um, yeah, that was the majority of my week. I've still been uh, leveling up my Templar, and uh, he's almost to fifty, and then I can start working on my CP again. But um, he's been a lot of fun to play. The dude, the vampire, really enjoying it. Tis the month for it. Agreed. Yeah, that's awesome. How about you, buddy? Um, so it's been it's been an interesting week. Yeah, we had the events going on. Shaun the Dead was awesome. I was really enjoying. Like I had just come home on that day from a trip, another trip to Indy, and uh, two weeks of going to Indianapolis apparently. And so I get home. From driving, you know, being out with the fam all day. And so I sit down, I'm watching Strong of the Dead, just have my arms crossed, you know, I just ate. And so I've got everything on, I'm sitting there talking, and I'm enjoying it. And the next thing I know, I wake up at 1.45 in the morning, my computer's off, my phone's dead, and everything's just dark and quiet in my house. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> poor buddy was all tuckled out. I, I completely just passed out right in the middle of the movie, but it was, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, the spooktacular was, was was awesome. The the uh, world boss run was a lot of fun. People joining in and following, but um, so yeah, I have um, been working a lot on uh, Jib's lore seeker, my uh, questing Templar. Just um, just kind of getting some things sorted out with him, whether it's gear or uh, mostly most of it was spent with housing a lot um, this past week. One of my favorite things to do, I'm finding, is you know, just going to different guild traders and just seeing what they have in their furnishings tab. And uh, you really start to learn more about the furnishing market when you do that. <laughs> yeah, it is it is a very, very uh, well-fed market. Yeah, it really is. Um, but perhaps the most unique development was I am entering the season where... I tip, uh, typically November. It's kind of when I start a Fallout playthrough, um, which I know I've mentioned in previous episodes. But I started a serious dive into Skyrim, and oh, I'm so proud of you! Like, I, it has been so good for me in so many ways because I always wanted to do it, 
Like I never Skyrim never clicked for whatever reason, just didn't click like, you know, like Oblivion did for me, but so I, you know, I step into Skyrim and I have these mods and dude, I'm telling you what, I'm going to post some pics on Twitter. These these screens, dude, it runs like a charm. It looks amazing. Um, yeah. It's just and I'm hooked. Like I am hooked and I'm like I want to complete this. That's kind of like my winner, one of my winner things that I want to do is uh complete another playthrough of Fallout and definitely Skyrim now and um like it just it makes you appreciate what I found as a player like how it's affected you know like my um how I look at ESO is it's really kind of changed the way that I look at lore and questing and um taking your time and you know it really pays to pay attention to the, to the quests and to make sure and do them right like oh, I was yeah doing a thieves guild quest and i accidentally burned something more than what i was supposed to oh are you talking yeah. about the uh the beehives yeah. and dude they why did you do that they said three i d- well here's the thing i had logged out <laughs> right before i started the quest like i picked it up and uh you know i did all the the narration so i saved it and logged off and i logged back in and i'm like oh you know well there's a few more like i forgot she had said that oh there's oh there's a few more beehives i'll go ahead and get rid of those too Dude, mistakes were made. Those yeah. there were serious consequences, and so it just it's it's stuff like that, you know, like consequences in questing and and slowing down. Like I'm really trying to detox myself from. I think probably the most thing that's ingrained into most immobile players' minds is you know go 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 whenever you're questing or whenever you're playing like just kind of detoxing from that mentality it's a it's a kind of a job because you're you know you're innately even you know if you don't realize you are like that's being ingrained into you you know like the the grind of 50 and then you look at your dailies and stuff so i'm just i'm trying to detox and i'm to be honest with you i'm trying to get myself in a place where i play eso differently in a good way, like I'm, I'm like I want, yeah. I want to slow down. I want to go like half the pace I've been going. I, I get where you're at, and it's funny that you mentioned that because we were just talking about this uh, in guild chat last night, um, and I think it was Mikey that had mentioned it, um, one of our members that, um, he he himself is kind of going through the same thing where he gets online and you get into whatever you're whatever you like to do but it does not take very long especially in our community before somebody's saying hey does somebody want to do um a random normal dungeon everybody wants that fat xp for your random normal daily dungeon so it turns from that into hey does anybody want to run another one because i need to get this piece of gear out of banished one or i gotta go here to do this and and it turns in to a group event. So you, you're getting online hoping to get some stuff done. But the community aspect is so much fun that you're just not disciplined enough to say no and stay in those quiet channels where you can quest right. and listen. And so, and I guess that's, if there is any, I guess that's the downside to a tight community that there's so much stuff going on all the time <laughs> that you're always doing yeah. stuff with other people yeah, and you forget to do exactly what you're talking about doing. So don't forget, and I know we, we do have a fair 
number of people that do this in our guild is that they will kind of not even get on Discord and they kind of lock themselves away so that they can experience the game for what it is. And I know myself, when I am playing the game, I feel guilty if I'm not on Discord. I just feel that as part of a leadership of a guild, and I know you do, um, that when, when we're online, we should be available and present and there for our peeps. Mm-hmm. And we do that a lot. But we do miss out sometimes on that solo time yeah. where you want to play the game and experience the quest because once you get there's no way you're going to quest in our chat channels or and I'm sure no. there's tons of discords out there or or uh, you know uh, voice servers that are out there for other guilds in ESO where it's the same thing you get in there and start talking to your friends and it's like yeah good luck paying any attention to a quest because yeah. you're not going to be able to absorb the info at least I can't I can't even walk in freaking Jugam so right um, yeah and I so don't yeah take the time and I, I like that you're doing that. Yeah, you know, it's important to preserve, I mean, you got, like, preserve, it sounds, I don't know another verbiage for it, but, like, preserve yourself, you know, when you're gaming. Um, you got to take steps to, to protect yourself, like, and, you know, with with us, speaking for you and I, like, it, you know, the, the, when the episode ends, folks, whenever, like, you listen, it doesn't, like, it doesn't stop there for us. Like, it's always... You know, there's always something going on, whether it's emails or Discord or playing and and uh, community events and um, uh, you know social media is heavy aspect of it, and so it's important. You know, we got to make sure it's important for ever not just us, but I mean just for everyone listening. It's important that you get your your you time in when it comes to questing because you got to make sure that you're still getting your dose of what we all love and that's right elder scrolls lore so yep so agreed um yeah been doing that uh discord updates and guild a lot of updates going on <laughs> all kinds of fun we got a new bard bot the bard bot's back oh yes and i love your idea for our bard bot other, other guilds out there with discords listen to what jibs did it's awesome so Go. so yeah we got a we got a new bot and uh, basically, it it's just like any other kind of music bot, except this. Are uh, we ask our members to keep it uh, Elder Scrolls themed? And when it's not playing Elder Scrolls music, at the end of a queue, whenever someone's done queuing, you can request the queues, and and members can vote to skip something if they want to vote. And uh, it will auto play Halloween music for the month. And yes. when it's done with that, when it comes to like December or something, it, there'll be when the, all the cues are done. Guess what's going to be playing? We listen to like bad, freaking Bing. The bad. I heard you were going to say gonna bad gonna religion, weren't you? The bad religion Christmas bad album religion, on a loop. Say, Bing Crosby Christmas <laughs> for me, but yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's cool just to go in, and, and it's always fun to kind of switch it up. You know, turn the music down and just listen to music in the uh in the channel so we got a show tell them the name of the tell them the name of the bot real quick oh the hollow jack bard bot yeah yep perfect thank you there you go <laughs> all right thank you well let's get into the show well everybody welcome this is the final episode of volume two 
of the Laura Seekers podcast. This is episode 14 of volume two. We're so thankful, so happy that you chose to come back and hang out with us, whether your dad listening with your kids, which we get uh, often, or maybe your grandparent listening with your grandchild, which we get that as well, believe it or not. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. And uh, we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I am joined by Cash. Yes, this is the pinnacle of our storyline this week um, to close out volume two. So please give a listen to the uh, storyline if that's what you are into or if you've been following it before, because we'll kind of bring it to a kind of a close. Maybe it'll continue. Yes, it's going to continue into volume three. But um, yeah, so we'll have some resolution tonight. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. We're glad to be here with you all, and we've got a good show. Yep. This is this will be the last, uh, and we'll talk about it more later in the episode, but just for everyone that's here right now, for everyone that's here, before you fall off, before you may have to pause the episode, go do whatever you're doing in life, uh, this will be the last episode for Volume 2, but you will not go without. We've kept this tradition going for a solid eight months, and we're going to do our best to keep it going where every week there's something new from the Lore Seekers podcast. And so this week is the end of, of Volume 2, but next week you can enjoy yet again, which it still continues to blow me away. The, by the way, uh, Cash, Cash and I were talking earlier in the show, Lore Lessons Volume 1 is one of the most top-downloaded episodes <laughs> from the Lore Seekers podcast. I love it. That warms my my pitter pattery little heart. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And and I I was telling Cash as well. Like I'm getting reports from people that they're not just listening once. They're going back. Like I talked to someone the other day. They're on their third time through it. And I'm just like, wow, you do that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they got bloody ears from oh. listening to hours of my Man. scratchy voice. But uh, yeah, so the first volume. Lord Lesson compilation, it it's there in the feed. If you're just learning of this show, you can go download it. Listen to eight hours of lore lessons of just ESO lore. So that being said, we're going to be doing the same thing for you. We're going to be compiling all of Volume Two's lore lessons into a single episode. Probably download size, I imagine, is probably going to be somewhere between 250 to 400 megs. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> So that's going to be a large download. So heads up on that. That's that's gross. But uh, yeah, it's pretty large, pretty large. And also, you 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 all have reached out to us. We asked last week if you want us to do this, and I the following day I see Discord be like, "Awesome episode!" And yes, please do this. Yes, please do this. <laughs> so we are going to be putting at some point it will release and won't release for the next couple of weeks. It'll take some time to put it together, but we will be doing a. All of Volume 2's novel basically compiled uh, in some fashion, in some way. So whether we break that the up story in parts. Line. Yeah, the storyline. The storyline will be put together. Yeah. Um, so whether we do that all in a single episode or we break it up, we're still not sure how we're going to do it. We are going to do it, so you guys can look forward to that as well. So if you were here last week, uh, episode, was it, 13? Yeah. We talked about the uh, Merc My Release date. Vampire Clan fan mail. It was a good time. It was a good time. But uh, this week on the show, we are talking 
You know, anytime I read last week, I always think, did I forget to update that? It feels so long ago. Like we, I feel like it was longer than a week ago that we talked about the vampire clans. It's because you missed me so bad. That's what it was. That's what it was. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, so this week on the show, we're talking details on the Witches Festival. And we are completing a large lore lesson on Haunted Glenumbra, which I'm a huge fan of. And it's scary. It is scary. And the Witches Festival. I'm going to hit the lore on that so you can look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, then we're going to close out volume, uh, volume two. Talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, some fun things maybe you can expect and, uh, listen to, to the, uh, little, uh, little storyline at the end. Mm-hmm. This is one. I killed Jibs off on this one. Sorry, guys. Dang it. From now on, I'll be podcasting with a ghost. I need a revive, please. <laughs> Speaking of... Nope. Sorry, buddy. Out of gems. Out of gems. Well, crap. All right. Well, hang on a second. I got my bag here. You know, I've kind of gotten used to this delve. It's not so bad now. It kind of smells, but... You know. Okay. Well. Ah. <sighs> Got the latest news. Don't know, don't know how I got it. I found it off another corpse in this wonderful delve we're in. But uh, so, news this past week was kind of scarce, which you know it happens. But we have some news here. So the uh, first one up is become a monster and earn unique rewards during the witches festival. This is coming to us from the ESO's official website. And for those of you who don't know, maybe you haven't had a chance to log in yet partake or you, maybe you don't know how it works you know it's there and you're in game but you don't know how how necessarily it works the witches festival is happening right now um this is if you're listening on release day uh this is going on now through november and uh during the event we can enjoy a 100 percent xp buff we can become an undead monster which sounds fun and acquire a creepy collection of Witches Festival-themed items. And to top it off, receive the brand new Dramora Plunder Skulls containing a never-before-seen motif. So, all kinds of fun things. And so, how do we get involved? How do we do this? Well, good friends, ladies, lads, men, boys, girls, here's what you do. Just like the Jester's Festival and pretty much the oh, the anniversary event and, and a lot of other events before that, what you're going to do first, right off the top, is navigate to the holiday section of the Crown Store to acquire the, quote, Crow Collar item. You're going to complete the Witch Mother's Bargain quest to receive the Witch Mother's Whistle Memento. Note, if you've already completed this quest in previous events... You don't need to acquire the crow collar or complete the quest again. And you can use the whistle already found in your collections menu. It's a new sound this year. It sounds like this. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, listeners, you want that as a notification? It was on the public test server. I don't know. Check it out. You want Lord Seeker ringtones? There's your first one. Cash's laugh. Oh, gross. (laughs) You know what they really want? I can tell you what they want. They don't want that. Yeah. They want me trying to me trying to pronounce neutral is a little left. Yeah. That thing. That one or PV penis. 
That was fun. That I can do. That was fun, Nate. All right. Um, so here's uh, after you got the whistle, you use it, and you're going to summon the Witch Mother's Cauldron and grant you in a party, and your party, I'm sorry, a two-hour 100% XP buff that stacks with all other XP bonuses. Before we continue, are you going to level something new during this time? Uh, no, I'm going to wait until uh, Christmas to level a new tune. Really? But this tune, yeah, I'm almost, I'm at 40 with my um, with my Finger Wiggler Templar. Yeah. So I'm going to rock him for a little while, at least through um, probably mid-month November, unless I truly fall in love with him. I'm kind of stagnated with him a little bit, totally off topic. Kind of stagnated with him a little bit with um, with his power. At like 40, I'm like, I don't know if it's gear. I might have to, maybe it's a gear upgrade thing. Maybe I need to put some more into some passives. But he's, um, he doesn't kill things quite as fast as my almost fully CP'd <laughs> sorcerer, which makes plenty of sense. But um, hopefully that? he gets a little more powerful. <laughs> so, so I continue with him. But I, I really do like messing with the skills and stuff. And I'm kind of straying a little bit from the builds, I, builds I've seen. Mm-hmm. And just putting in skills that I like using. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I probably will roll a new tune for New Life because we're going to get the same XP buff for New Life Festival. Mm-hmm. But for this one, no, I'll probably just concentrate on my Templar, bring him, bring him to fifty, and then co- uh, keep working on my CP level a little bit. So yeah, absolutely, I'm going to do this. But I, you know, I'm going to miss a week of this. I know you're going to be gone. See, Lore Seekers, it's I just am. me. And all of you, cash is gone. Let's burn the house down. Oh yeah, no <laughs> kidding. There goes the here goes the freaking yeah. The windows are going to be broken out. It's going to be There's terrible. Gonna be graffiti everywhere. I know. So yeah. Anyway, I'm gone. I am gone for a week. I will mm-hmm. get a taste of it. I'll get a start of it. Um, but other than that, I will be in another state for an entire week. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a fruitful trip. Yeah, hope so too. Bring back some meat. Even yes, sir. I, I don't live anywhere near you, but hey, you can imagine. So, yeah, I think I'm going to try to power level. Like now's the time. Like if you ever, anybody listening, if you are considering leveling a new tune, now's the time because oh, yeah. with the fact that this 100 <laughs> percent XP buff stacks. Like if you're running another 150 percent scroll, you're looking at 250 XP percent XP buff. So, yeah, level that tune. Run your daily dungeon. Run your daily PvP uh, uh, daily, and run dolmens. Like that's if you want a power level, that's how you're going to do it during this event. And uh, but you're going to miss so much story. And then what you do is once you've hit 50, this is what Jibs the Lore Seeker is doing, go and do all your questing. After you've gotten the grind to 50, because now you're earning champion points, just go take your time, enjoy the quests. But anyway, all right, back on topic. So we got the Witch's Cauldron spawned. All right, so what we do, use it, transform your character into one of the undead. Don't worry, this is isn't permanent. Dang it! Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be awful? Like if there was an event and you interacted with something and it unknowingly was permanent. Yeah, 
I, I have a quick story kind of on the same uh, on the same wavelength of that, and it kind of made me laugh. So um, my Templar is a vampire, right? Yeah. So I maxed out my vampire skill tree, and I now have the um, I now have the ability to turn others into a vampire. Yeah. So yeah. somebody asked me yesterday for a bite. I was like, yeah, no problem. So we go to the altar, right? And I'm waiting for this person to get to the altar, and there's another guy there at the altar just kind of waiting around. And I'm thinking, I wonder what the deal is with him. You know, is he just checking things out or what's he doing? So um, our guildie shows up for his bite, and I want to make sure that my target is not on the other guy standing there. I want to make sure it's on our guildie so he gets the bite. Right. And before I'm able to do that, this other guy that was standing there bites the guildy I was going to bite. <laughs> Without even knowing whether or not he wanted to be a vampire, he just fed on him and I was dying. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I still have a bite up because our guildy got a free bite from somebody else he just wanted to feed. And like, un- you know, he had no idea if the guy wanted to be a vampire. Well, oh, that's so funny. Tough toodles, buddy. You're, you are one now. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. Anyway. Oh, so there's that. I love it. Yep. I love it. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, it's like lighthearted trolling in, a, in like a, a funny way. You can't really get mad. It's funny. All right. Uh, no, funny. So let's see. Note that you do not have to use the Witch Mother's Cauldron in order to gain the XP buff. Just a heads up on that. You just got to use the whistle. So loot for the Witch's Festival. We can earn amazing witches festival themed loot, and throughout the event, all boss monsters will drop plunder skull containers. Note, quick note here that you don't have to have the XP buff or polymorph active to get these unique rewards, but it can't hurt. And uh, so, we've got two different kind of skull containers here. The first one being the regular plunder skull containers, and these will have a chance to drop from the following items so or they'll they'll have the chance to drop the following items i'm sorry holojack motif pages or books pieces of the new apple bobbing cauldron memento there's uh, apparently seven parts so you combine all seven to receive the room box which includes the memento uh room box containing one of the masks pumpkin specter scarecrow specter hollowjack specter or thicket man specter <laughs> i want them all i want it all you know we need to do uh i wonder if there isn't a, a, a good set of lore tied behind like thicket man and hollowjack and i don't know i don't think so man i think it's just like the basic stuff um that relates back to the game yeah because I looked for a lot of information when I was doing our lore lesson on um, on the Witches Festival, and there's not a ton out there. It's just it's directly related to the game for the most part. So. Gotcha. Uh, you can also earn Witches Festival themed recipes, furniture, and uh, <laughs> it says furniture and furniture recipes. So I don't know what the second one was, but we're getting furniture and furniture apparently. Uh, furniture and furniture recipes. Mm. Oh, okay. I see it now. Ah, uh, I see it now. We're there. Same page. Hollowjack and Dramora style materials, alchemy reagents, and all kinds of other creepy things. So you can look forward to that. In addition to regular plunder skulls, here's the second type. 
You can also acquire the brand new Dramora Plunder Skulls. These new rewards will be the first Plunder Skull drop you receive for each type of boss each day. A Dramora Plunder Blah. <laughs> A Dramora Plunder Skull contains all the same items found in a regular Plunder Skull. But it also it is also excuse me guaranteed to have a new Dramora motif page based on the type of boss you defeat. So, what boss gives you what? Well, here we go. Uh, arena bosses drop the Mo Dramora motif pages for bows and legs. Uh, Dark anchor and geyser bosses drop motif pages for all these are Dramora. Heads up, okay. For daggers and gloves. Delve bosses drop staves and belts. Final dungeon bosses drop helmets and maces. Public dungeon and quest bosses drop motif pages for shields and boots. Trial bosses, final trial bosses drop pages for shorts. <laughs> I about said shorts. Swords and chests. World bosses drop. Motif pages for shoulders and axes. Oh my gosh. What? What? It's going to be everywhere. Yeah, we're literally going to be everywhere. All over the place. Yeah, I think that's by design. Could be wrong. I think it's by design. You can defeat each individual type of boss and be guaranteed a Dramora Plunder Skull once per day, meaning you can acquire up to seven each day. If you defeat the same type of boss again after already receiving your Plunder Skull, your Dramora Plunder Skull, you'll receive a regular Plunder Skull instead. Drome oh, uh, heads up. This is the big part about all this. Dramora motif pages can be traded. So... Oh, market inflation! Yeah. I don't think it'll be as bad as yeah. the, the uh, Soul Shriven skin, though. What is it, like 800k right now in the auction house? Oh, that's just insane. Yeah. People are buying it, though. I dropped my first 100K the other day. Did you, did you feel like you took a sucker punch to the gonads? I did. Yeah? I did. Yeah, I bought um, Nocturnal's um, statue from the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, it looks good in the guild hall, man. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. We have, like, a full little effigy going on. Like, somebody is... Um, somebody is... Trying to activate the Dark Brotherhood. Oh, dude! You know who would? You know what would be perfect there? The a little kid. Yes, yes. Oh god! But on a the loop. fence NPC because he kind of crouched down. Look like he's doing the yeah. That would that would be very cool. Um. So event tickets. You want to get that free in Drek Mount? Well, here's the first event that goes towards that. This will be our first opportunity to acquire event tickets you get 10 of those and you visit the impresario which is located in daggerfall davin's watcher vocal guard and you purchase your endric feather for the event get all the endric event or endric feathers for was it five is it four yeah four unique feathers and we'll get to get that free mount so there's that oh by the way exercise coven cottage is back and uh the death mask Saber cat mount and all kinds of other cool stuff like the Sinist, the uh, Hollowjack furnishing pack. That's back too. So that's already back. It's like it's, as of the release of this episode. As of the release of this episode, yep. Oh, it's limited time. Oh boy. 
Yeah. Limit, I will be buying that. Limited time. All right. So anyway, that's it. That's all. Get out there. Enjoy the Witches Festival. I know we're going to be doing that. Mostly me. Cash will be gone. I'll do it for him. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <gasps> it's going to be... <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, I have missed a majority of every single Witches Festival for the past few years. Because I always kind of come back around to ESO about this time. Mm-hmm. And now this has, you know, been my longest stand. I've, I've literally been playing now. It's been a full year that this has been my MMO. And I've been playing this because now the Witches Festival rolls back around. Last year I missed, because, but I was already playing. But I missed because I was, I went to a work training thing for two weeks. So I was gone. Or I couldn't, couldn't play at all. So I missed a majority of it. And um, and this year again, I'm missing at least a week of it. So I guess it's just a busy travel time this time of year for me. It, yeah, yeah. It's uh, isn't that funny? Like how it's almost like it's innately ingrained in us. Like I was talking earlier about Fallout. You know, it's just like something you do every year, whatever it is, or that's I'm doing a playthrough of Fallout, or you would come back to ESO about the same time. Isn't it funny just how that yeah. works? <laughs> Yeah, but the one thing that I have been able to do, like ad nauseum, is New Life Festival. Really? I've done it, uh, yeah, I've done it every, pretty much every single year. Um, and then especially last year, man, I, that's all I did. Every single one of my characters, I did all the quests on New Life every single day. And that was like my playtime. And I got so much stuff from New Life. That's awesome. So this year, when I get back, from my trip, I'm hoping to have. Like, when does this end? When do we say it ends? I think it's November third. It ends on Extra Life Day. So um, yeah, it looks like I will be very, very busy in ESO for that week when I get back. Yeah, you know it's funny um, because and I blame all this on you. I had well, in January. I had no intention of playing any MMO. Like, I was just not there right at the time. How'd that work out for you? And then, Cash and I talked to each other for the first time in roughly six months. And, hey, Jibs, I've been playing ESO. Man, I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and it kind of goes by a couple weeks. Talk to you again. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm really enjoying ESO. It's having a good time. Really? And that, how is it? You know, you get to explain everything. And, uh, fast forward, I joined the game. Two weeks later, we're doing a show. <laughs> and, yep. uh, I've been experiencing. Stuck that needle right in your vein yeah. from across several states. Yep. Sunk sure it like a dart. So, yeah. I've been enjoying every event that ESO offers because of you. So, I, first time. This is literally the first time every single event that we've had this year. It's the first time I've ever experienced any of them. Yep. So, it's well, cool. now we, we have kind of an obligation now. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, yep. I mean, it'd be kind of weird if we, you know, weren't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> if you build it, they will come. If you build and it. And they're they here. Oh, my gosh. So. Are they ever... Oh, it's so much fun. This is the most fun I've had in an MMO ever. 
so much fun. Yeah, agreed, hundred uh, percent. Well, so yeah, that's it for news. We want to know what you think. Are you having fun the Witches Festival? Are you getting any cool items? Share with us on social media at Lore Seekers Cast. We want to hear. We want to hear from you, man. We want to see guys, gals. We want to see what you're getting. How Witches Festival's treating you at Lore Seekers Cast. You can always tweet us, call us seven six five three eight two. 6961, or you can email us at com. You know what? You just mentioned something. Mm. You said guys, gals, right? Yeah. So I just want to make a quick mention of something that we have noticed at Lore Seekers. I know where you're going. Yeah, because it makes me very, very happy. Yeah. We have a really good amount of... Of ladies, we have in our guild. a lot of female gamers. Yes, a lot. and they kind of keep they kind of keep rolling in, and we're just I've never had that in a community ever. Yeah, and the best part is a lot of our female um, members are getting into voice chat with us, yeah, and hanging out, yep, and having a good time, and it it's just been the weirdest thing in gaming i think is that females don't really at least in my experience have not been like super active members or they kind of come and go and we have noticed a trend that we are getting a good amount of females in our guild and they are way skilled at the game oh my god super friendly and having a good time (laughs) and and one of our members, um, John Esotech, mentioned that when you have a lot of females in your guild, it's because you're doing something right. And I don't think that we had planned anything out. I think it's just that we have some really, really great people joining our community. And it makes me very, very happy to see an influx of females who are enjoying this game with us. And are they're not afraid to get in there and just have a great time with us and laugh and be themselves and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And I just it's so awesome. Yeah, agreed. So anyway, yeah. Okay. If you are a female gamer that has had bad experiences or good experiences or whatever, and you're looking for a very this sounds so weird to have to even say this, a female friendly guild, we are certainly that. Come and join us, have a great time with us and enjoy this game without any worries yeah. about well chauvinistic a-holes yeah because we don't have any nope. <laughs> they got to pass the deuce te- the douche test when they uh, yes when they and most of them pass the douche te- the douche test and we really i think to date we've only had to part ways with one person yeah so we're doing pretty well we're doing pretty freaking doing good. pretty well. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And, and that's totally funny you say that. And I hadn't ever really thought about it because I'm so used to, you know, like, I can think of two female gamers right now that know infinitely more about this game than I do. And they're such fantastic people, you know? Yeah. You know, they're just good people. And that's what we're getting a lot at Lore Seekers is good people. Just, and I love it. It doesn't matter. Like, here's, everyone's welcome, you know? It's, like, such a good time. Yeah, and here's another really funny point, and I don't think we've even realized this yet. We have more female officers leading our guilds 
you know, in the different consoles and PC and stuff. We have more female leaders than we do males. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. We did. We have. I just realized it like right now. I'm like, wait a minute. I just kind of did the numbers on my finger because mm-hmm. I can, you know, I can count up to ten. Oh, on you're my so fingers. good. But yeah, we have more female leaders than we do men. That's awesome. Yay that's us! Fun. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's really cool, actually. That is cool. Well, um, yeah. So again, to to sum that up, everyone's welcome. Join the Lore Seekers Guild. LoreSeekersPodcast.com/slash/guild. You can read all about it there. But anyway, as I said last week, my part's done. It's all to you, Cash. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I'm you gonna... wash your you wash yourself of this now. I'm literally washing my hands right now. Do you literally recline when your part's over? No, but I really wish I could. That sounds fantastic right now. You should. <laughs> All right. Well, mind your P's and Q's. I'm about to do a spell. Look out. Okay, my friends. We are continuing our Halloween series on spooky themes. And we will not disappoint this week. This week we're going to do a really quick little hit on the Witches Festival and the lore behind it. We've already kind of touched on it before, but we're going to do it again with a few more little facts. There's not a whole lot on it because it's very game specific. So pretty much the lore about the Witches Festival comes directly from ESO. And uh, we're going to cover it. We're also going to talk about one of the most haunted locales. In the Elder Scrolls Online, a little place that you might know well by the name of Glenumbra. I love that zone. It turns out that Glenumbra is incredibly freaking haunted. (laughs) And I'm going to talk about why and the where. uh, Some places where you can go if you have not already been through some of the quest lines. If there ever was a time for you to do the quest lines in in Glenumbra. In Glenumbra. Glenumbra. It's white now, doing Halloween. Quinumbo. Okay. It's a Quinumbo. It's a, it's a scary place. So what's a scary skeletons? <laughs> but first, we talk about the lore of the Witches Festival. A holiday in the Elder Scrolls that occurs annually on the 13th of Frostfall. It's October. It is a traditional celebration that occurs throughout Tamriel. It is also known... As the clash of sorcery and religion, where conjurers, witches, thaumaturges, I hope I said that right, demonologists and warlocks meet in secret in various places throughout Tamriel's wilderness to perform all manners of incantations and conjurations. The creatures spawned by this event have been known to haunt Tamriel for many years. Each year they accumulate. So because of this tradition, most mortals choose not to wander out on the night of the Witches' Festival. What a bunch of wussies. (laughs) Get out there and experience it. Um, Also a little known fact, cultists of Mephala are also known to attempt to summon the cunning Daedric Prince on this very night, the 13th of Frostfall. The Mages' Guild, they capitalize on this particular holiday... By evaluating weapons for their mystical potential free of charge. Free of charge. So basically they do like an identification scroll type of thing. If you've played any other 
game. We don't have identification. We don't have identification scrolls in this game, but there are tons of other games that do. So you kind of know if you have you find an item in the world and it's don't know what its magical properties are, you can buy an identification scroll and boom. But in Elder Scrolls Online, you already have that knowledge. Also, the Mages Guild traditionally sells their magical spells for half their usual price. There you go. Yeah. That, my friends, is all I could find on the lore of the Witches Festival. But at least now you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. The more you know. Um, Yeah. The more you know. Let's get to the meat of this thing. The Ghosts of Glenumbra. This was a cool topic to research. So as I said, one of the most haunted zones in the Elder Scrolls Online is the zone of Glenumbra. There are ghosts who once walked, or ghosts of those who once walked Tamriel but are now departed. And they refuse to leave. And Glenumbra plays host to some of the spookiest content in ESO, if you are looking. The Moors of Glenumbra to the northwest of Aldcroft is one of those very haunted places. The Moors is actually the site of the Battle of Glenumbria, which took place in the First Era, where both the Alessian Order and the Dureni Elves were nearly simultaneously wiped out in a bloody conflict. Many folks traveling through the area have, re- have reported hearing the distant sounds of battle, and even have reported sightings of spectral energies throughout the area. This is true if you walk through Glenumbra. It's freaking spooky. (laughs) So here's a little fun fact about the Elder Scrolls and what it considers to be ghosts or spirits. Typically, a spirit is a ghost-like character, but unlike ghosts per se, they appear as if they really would have in real life. Uh, and sometimes Elder Scrolls kind of kind of jumbles us up a little bit, the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't freaking matter. If it is not of this world, I really don't care if it's called a ghost or a spirit. But, um, yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> and maybe sometime I'll tell the story of my dealings with ghosts in the real world. Oh, boy. There are some stories behind that. Um, and my lovely wife. Um, yeah. So maybe that's a story for How am I not show. surprised? <laughs> How am I not surprised in the freaking slightest? <laughs> no, I used to be a skeptic, but um, yeah, I'm no longer a skeptic because uh, turns out Mrs. Cash is one of those freaky people. Anyway, <laughs> more on that at another time. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. So another haunted area of Glenumbra is directly related to the battle site at Glenumbra Moors. The one we just talked about. Kath Bedrod began as a mass grave for the fallen soldiers of the Battle of Glenumbria Moors. This was a place where the dead from the battle at Glenumbra Moors were buried, basically. It was a mass grave. It is said to be the most prevalent location for sightings of ghosts in the area and typically takes place during times of heavy fog 
where the moans and cries of the fallen can be heard. Immediately go there in game. If you're looking for spooky and put on some spooky music from YouTube or from, if you're a lore seeker member in our bard channel, because it really lends to your experience (laughs) when you hear the cries of all and the moans and all the stuff going on with that music. You want to talk about adding that third layer to your game? Yeah, it works. It does work. It is advisable to avoid this area after dark, according to Glenumbra locals. Another incredibly spooky location in Glenumbra is the village at Westry. This is actually a really neat quest line as well. The town is said to be haunted by the ghost of its former inhabitants and the raiders who killed them. The Stout of Heart may be able to stomach two quests in Westry. The Ghosts of Westry is one of them. It asks the adventurer to retrace a dead woman's footsteps to discover the secret of the cursed town. Memento Mori is a second quest where the adventurer is tasked with breaking Molag Ball's curse to free the spirit of Rosalind, a former inhabitant of the town. It's really a pretty fun quest line. You're actually helping out her husband, who's still among the living, but Rosalind is not. So it's a really uh, kind of a cool one. There is a good amount of local legends surrounding Glenumbra's past of territorial feuds and division, as evidenced by the numerous ruins and castles dotting the countryside of Glenumbra. Two such haunted locations also include Bailborn Rock and Drezan Keep, both with some very interesting history, which can be delivered in quests. Uh, in the quest, The Legacy of Bailborn Rock, the heir to the family, Aethel Bailborn, discovers that he has inherited the estate, but he cannot enter the residence due to a haunting. Mm-hmm. So the player is tasked with investigating the ruins and trying to rid the residence of its ghostly inhabitants. See what I mean? There's tons of ghostly stuff yeah. in Glenumbra, and it's really kind of, this is the perfect time of year to do these quests. Yeah. Um, an additional one called Drez, uh, At Dresden Keep. A tower, it's a tower ruin to the west of Aldcroft. It's the site of a trapped ancient alien spirit, which the adventurer must free which leads to additional objectives, which will continue to kind of uncover the history of the ruin. Go check those quests out. They're fun. Glenumbra is more of a starter zone, but it doesn't really matter what level you are anymore. Everything's, you know, battle leveled for you. Um, So going through those areas and the delves, just they all have a very creepy feel to them that I think everybody will enjoy. So go dive into those. Do it tonight. That is your prescribed homework. Yeah. Those Dr. Cash, those, that those areas, man, particularly the, the mass grave area where the necromancers are and you just sit there and listen. And it's one of those things where, again, like I've talked about in previous episodes, you turn your music volume off all the way down, crank your ambient volume, Turn up your master volume and just sit there and listen. And definitely yeah. sets the mood. 
It does. In a dark room, if you're by yourself, without anybody guildies, without any other guildies talking or anything, if you're just focused on the game, you may or may not pee a little. Just saying. <laughs> may go full Bosma for a second, I'm just saying. You may go full Bosma. So... Here's something that we have not done. It's a little, it's a little bit of a transition, and we'll, we'll kind of close out the lore lesson with this. But there is a title you can get that's very Halloween-y by the name of Monster Slayer. Now, this one is, a under, is an undertaking, for sure. So while you're out adventuring in Glenumbra, you can certainly start this off. You kill, you're killing ghosts and spirits or whatever. You can earn an achievement and a title for doing so. So in order to earn the Monster Slayer or Monster Slayer title, you gotta do the following. You have to complete several Monster Slayer achievements as listed below. There's the first one's called Slayer of Humanoids. You have to kill a thousand humanoids. Wow. Yes, I said that correctly. A thousand humanoids. 500 goblin kin and 100 giant kin. Then you'll get the achievement Slayer of Humanoids. It continues. Slayer of Daedra. This is the second achievement. 500 bestial Daedra, 500 humanoid Daedra, 200 flame Atronox, 100 storm Atronox, 100 frost Atronox, 200 flesh Atronox. I really would like to see where my character is at in this count yeah I would be granted this is on one character yeah this is on one character to get the title um uh, okay here's the next achievement slayer of dwarven constructs you have to kill 1000 dwarven constructs i guarantee you i got that one in trying to get the uh theolodite dwemer pet i pretty much guarantee you i'm there on that one uh, the next achievement, Slayer of Nature. 500 beasts, 500 insect-like creatures, 500 lizard-like creatures, 200 plant-like creatures, and 100 water-based creatures. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Ooh, there's more. 500 chitinous creatures, which would be like your mud crabs and such, and 50 netches. Ah, I can't kill netches. They're so sweet. They're normally yellow. Hmm. That means if they're yellow, it means they're more scared of you than you are of them. Because yellow is like pee, like they pee when they see you, right? That's yeah, what I always think of. Yeah. It's just murder. I don't. So, I don't okay, know. next I, one. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> next achievement: Slayer of the Undead. One thousand skeletons. One thousand zombies. One thousand ghosts and spirits. And 500 vampires. Man, I'd be leery about going out and this being your focus. Because I feel like the burnout after completing something like that would just be unreal. Do you want to talk about burnout? Um, I know where you're I've going. I've already talked about my World, of, my World of Warcraft Lore Master story. Yeah. The day you That's got Lore Masters out. when you quit. <laughs> Yeah, true story. I've mentioned it before. The day that I got Loremaster, the Loremaster title on World of Warcraft, was the last day I played World of Warcraft. And I guarantee you that my druid is still in the zone where I finished the last freaking quest for that title. 
I remember that. I was done. Yep. Uh-huh. Wasn't that some, like, legit 5,000 quests? It was, like, 3,500 quests. That is ridiculous. Yep. That is ridiculous. Yep. So I think this would be a little easier to attain than that godforsaken <laughs> six months of my life. <laughs> there is a... So. Uh, Let's see. We don't have we don't have a lore master title in ESO. We've got a librarian. I think we've got the Pathfinder achievement. But I don't think we have a. There is not. There is not. Is there? I think you can. I think a, a one that is close is like Explorer. And then I uh, there's another one that I think hmm. kind of resembles it, but yeah. there is no lore master title because if there was. I would be on it, for sure. Like that would be my that would be my shtick. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably quit the game after that. I was gonna say. So what MMO are we playing after that? <laughs> <laughs> there is no MMO that's better than this one. I'm, true that. I am convinced of that. Yep, true that. So anyway, that um, so that if you kill all those things, all the things, then you will get the title of Monster Slayer, and you, this is all obviously trackable in your achievements so you can go through and look at it but that in itself concludes this week's lore lesson and volume and our volume this is kind of sad i'm excited for the people to hear our story i know i'm excited too so well done my friend i enjoyed that glenumbra yeah it's legit like i I didn't realize how spooky it was until i was freaking in there and i'm like wow i know we should go do some of those together we should we will do that. Will you hold my hand? Yep. Will you hold my hand? Yep. Gross. <laughs> Whatever you're like, gonna do. You like just <laughs> You like how there was just no hesitation? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sick. Oh man. Well, everyone <laughs> we just wanted to say before we did the outro and, and do all the links and all the shout outs that we just want to thank you all for listening to this show there's been you know i've always said and i and when it comes to real life i always say it you will never have someone closer to you as a friend or someone that becomes a brother than somebody that's been in the trenches with you and you've endured together and cash and i have done that many times many occasions and even through the life of this show whether it's real life stuff etc and so first off thank you cash for continuing to do this show with me. Oh my Second, god, dude. You're, I'm going to get off a clint. Alright, we'll mute your mic, you weirdo. Second, <laughs> it reminds us doing a show. It's, we we're now eight months, I think, into this show. And, uh, you know, it. oftentimes we're reminded of why we do this show. Who we do it for. And that is you, the listener. I know we've, like I said earlier, we've got grandparents listening, and their and their grandkids are now listening. And you've got moms, dads, uh, daughters, sons, what, whatever. You know, it's just family, and that's what this show is about. At its heart, is we wanted something. Now we know we get a little edgy here at times, but in fun and sarcastic and all that stuff. But really, what at the heart, what we wanted was something that a son and a father could sit down and listen to that was my initial thought just me being a dad that's where my head went and um you know eight months in we can't thank you enough 
for your support because it's you know it's it's you it's you folks who listen that make the difference it's you you support us on social media you're retweeting and favoring in our things and and you know we talked about how we have these lore lesson compilations and our most downloaded episode it's because of you like you you keep coming back and and we can't thank you enough and you know with volume three we've got a lot of fun things planned we we really do and i can't wait to we can't wait to bring it to you but um just know that cash and i really appreciate you we really do we really appreciate your continued support because it's you that makes all the difference right thank you tons um i think it's it's uh pretty apparent that we could say that you all are just as crazy as jibs and i are <laughs> for coming back to doing this thing every single week <laughs> but we love hearing the feedback from our listeners we really do consider all of our listeners our friends yes and i know that we talk about our our uh, our guild our community a lot and I know there's tons of other communities out there, but to us, we do not hold anything back. No. And we want you all to know that you are you are our ESO. And yep. even, you know, because everybody can experience a little bit of burnout or, you know, the things that you're doing in game sometimes can seem mundane because, I mean, we're logging into this game every single day. But the one thing that keeps us coming back is this amazing community and getting to play this game that we love and learn more about the story of this game that we love and do it right alongside of you, all of you. Um, And then, of course, like for me personally, it absolutely helps that I get to do this podcast with my best friend. (gasps) I have... Tear it up. Uh, <laughs> dirty socks. Uh, dead baby dolphins. Uh, grandma. Uh, exactly. Uh, but no, we really do have a good time putting the show on for you guys together as a team because we do have uh, such a close friendship. And um, I think a lot of you have been able to kind of not just see that, but become a part of it. So, you know, if you're if you're part of our community or not, if you're interacting with us, we consider you guys our closest friends. And I can say with all certainty in my heart, this has been the absolute best MMO experience I have ever had in my life. And it will continue as long as we have voice boxes. Mm-hmm. So ESO, it, it, it's our shtick. We love it. We're not going anywhere. We're going to bring you Volume 3. We hope that you have enjoyed everything that we brought you in Volume 1 and 2. And, um, yeah, I mean, our our storyline shall continue as long as you like it. I mean, if we start hearing that it's crap, <laughs> then it's good. And, and, and also to touch on something that Jib said, too, about how we have, you know, family, lots of families and stuff that are listening and that are playing together and everything – that was Jib's brilliance. I think we had both talked about how we were going to present this show to everybody. And I think presenting it cleanly is absolutely the way to go. Because I think we're bringing in... And not to take away from any other show that cusses or whatever. Right? That's fine. 
But I think Jibs is brilliant because he has tamed me in being able to do this show cleanly and wholesomely because I have a terrible sailor mouth. So for me being able to have a few sips of whiskey and not rant like a sailor who's been at sea for months is uh is testament to um to what he's saying and and the proof was in the it was in, is in the pudding we are bringing the families in to this show that we wanted to do and i think the way that we have presented this show has allowed for us to do that so thanks for sticking with us and we hope you enjoy what's in store that's right well, thank you that was nice uh, take a sip of whiskey now yeah take your sip of whiskey i, I jameson's calling my name well that being and I said, just want to say this. What? I just want to say just one time oh, for all you people. Fuck. <laughs> there. Enjoy the edit, Jibs. <laughs> oh, I got to pull out the sensor bumper now. <laughs> oh, oh, everyone. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Gosh, I feel sad. I'm genuinely sad. I know we're only going to be gone a week, but I'm sad. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This was Volume 2, Episode 14, and the final episode of Volume 2. Thank you so much for your continued support and for listening. And we know that you all listen on so many different platforms, and we can't thank you enough. But if you listen on iTunes, something that we would greatly appreciate from you would be a review. Whether it's you love us, you hate us, whatever it is, let us know. For every five-star review that we get, we, in return show you some love right here on the show we've got a few shout outs here number one being colrick from the us of a says these two have such great chemistry listening to them feels like hanging out with friends each week if you like elder scrolls you can't go wrong here friendship lore and deeper insights await man he nailed it that's awesome thanks colrick yeah do you know who colrick is i know the name but i can't i can't Colrick is he's local here to where I'm at and he is a real life firefighter paramedic much love dude okay yeah yes okay yeah it's odd you know we live all these states away but it's like we keep we we keep uh, tabs on who our friends are (laughs) like okay I remember him now (laughs) yeah and you know that's funny because that's another thing we have a lot of cops and firemen in our guild yeah so if you're an arsonist or a breaker of the law, yeah. don't try and be a member. Don't do it, bro. Because we it. know people. We know city guards, right? We'll we'll find you. We know city guards. We'll find you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. So next one up is uh, Mr. Edge Edgy Life. I'm sorry from USA. It says uh, I was pointed this podcast by the awesome people over at Tales of Tamriel. You guys are point of my. Recent reinsertion into ESO after an almost two-year hiatus. Whether it be lore, news, or just the entertaining banter alone, I could listen to this all day. In fact, I've been binging it since I found it. Y'all are truly some of the best. Thank you all so much. Man, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. God, there's such heartfelt people right? out there. I want to man-hug all of you people. Right. Um, and finally, from South Africa... Holy crap. This one's from Elkster. says, this is literally my favorite podcast in general. I love this so much. Thank you. Thank you, Elkster. He says it's literally his favorite podcast in general. Makes me think we should be talking about, like, 
life things. No, we like, shouldn't do that. We maybe should. we should be life coaches. <laughs> we should. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we shouldn't. You want to learn how to spend your we... bank account on a crown store? <laughs> we would really f some people up if we were life coaches. <laughs> Holy Driving crap. around in a in an old crappy '65 oh. Chevy that just says "Life Coach" and spray paint on the door. <laughs> oh crap! That's so funny. We're terrible people. That's so funny. All right. Well, you can call us seven six five three eight two sixty nine sixty one. Be a part of the mailbag segment. Keep your voicemails around one minute or less. And like what we hear, we'll play it on the show. You can also email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit loreseekerspodcast.com and scroll down to the very bottom of the homepage. There's a little form there that goes right to our inbox, 365, 24 hours a day. But Cash, we talk about it a lot, but we love it. We love the people. Got good people. Lore Seekers Guild. Yes, we have a guild. That's where you tell them about If the you guild. would like to... I know. I'm okay. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I have these things called mini strokes. <laughs> that was one of those times. It has nothing to do with Bosmer. It's a real ailment. It's okay. Real, it's called old age. <laughs> oh, bro, you just crush me. You crush me. ARP's yeah. calling. Well, on the bro. flip side, so on the flip side, I've been off work for a little bit, right? Yeah. It, it's. For a reason. I mean, I'm just taking some time off during this month. And uh, so I'm growing out my goatee, okay? Uh-huh. Do you know how many freaking gray hairs I have in my goatee? Yeah. It's gross. I remember when you grew your beard out when we were in Seattle. Oh, my God. I had them back then? Yeah. Yeah, bro. You had a full beard of gray. It was a charcoal. It was like the, what do they call it? The George Clooney look? The salt and pepper? F you. Stop, t- stop telling salt, the story. The salt and pepper? A little salt uh, and pepper? Okay. Yeah, so anyway, I got some salt and pepper going on. I look very distinguished. So, you can join us at the Lore Seekers Guild. Go to loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Download Discord. Discord is a beast, by the way. If you've never, like, been there, it can look really scary. We offer help. If you have any help, if you need any help with Discord, just shoot us a direct message, either Jibs or I, and we will help you through the process of joining our Discord server. And then you will go to the Apply to Guild channel, type forward slash apply, and a handy dandy little application process will pop up for you and get sent to us or one of our very, very outstanding guild leaders. And they will uh, take a look. And as long as you are not of the douchebaggery guild, you will be a lore seeker. You can also join us on November 3rd for Extra Life. We talk about it every episode. Extra Life is a 24-hour gaming marathon that we will be doing with lots of people on November 3rd. All the other podcasts will be doing it. We're going to talk about a list of those outstanding people coming up. But anyway, Extra Life will benefit the Children's Miracle Network, which is a network of 170 different children's hospitals across the U.S. and Canada. You can choose to just support us with our fundraising efforts, or you can choose to fundraise yourself. Go to extra-life.org, search the Lore Seekers Guild, and you can join our guild. It's wide open for you. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think I got an idea for 
I'll talk to you about it a little bit later, Jibs. But I think okay. I've got an idea for what we're going to do on Extra Life. Are we going to dress up? Are we going to LARP? Dude, stop trying to guess. Like no, we're not going to LARP. Okay. Dude, we are total dorks, but we will not go the lengths of the LARP. I just cannot do it. Okay. All right. Unless it has something to do with lightsabers. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, all that being said, you can listen to this show wherever podcasts are available for free. We are there, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever we're there. And, you know, after you're done listening to this show, what you need to do now is go and listen to other amazing ESO podcasts. We use the hashtag a lot, and we call it hashtag ESO podcast fam. It's really important to us to spread awareness about ESO podcasting. And not and the main thing is, you know what, There's the, aside from in the outlet of, you know, like reading a book or whatever, I mean, like when you're at work, you know, you're typing and stuff, you can't watch a Twitch stream. You know, but you, what you can do is put in headphones and listen to podcasts. And so we love being that outlet for you where we can bring ESO wherever you're at as a podcast. And I know these podcasts here feel the same way. So you'll check out the Tennis Podcast, Tales of Tamriel, Elder Scrolls OTR, Sons of Th- uh, Sons of Sithis, and Written Uncertainty. You can follow. Wow, did you swallow a cat? Follow. Maybe that's you been can... the problem all along. Swallowed a cat. <laughs> Last but not least, written in uncertainty. Did you hear that stutter? Holy crap! Yeah, you can uh, listen to all those wonderful shows. Great people, fantastic people. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Myself at Jibs IRL, Cash at Lore Seeker Cash with a K, and most importantly, the show at Lore Seekers Cast. Thank you all so much. Again, you all are awesome. Hugs, hips and hugs all around. Hips and hugs, the only way to do it. (laughs) Next week will be our complete Volume 2 Lore Lesson compilation. You can look forward to that. But other than that, we'll see you in a couple weeks on Volume 3 of the Lore Seekers Podcast. Take care. Have a great week. Uh, Take care. Have a good... Hey, Jibs, I have a question for you. Hmm. Are you really going to be sad when I'm gone for a week? Um, Well, you know, I hope I'm not disturbing you. But uh, I saw you across from across the party, and uh, you know, I don't usually do this, but I felt compelled to tell you. Tundas, 30th of last seed, second era, year 584. If you don't know which port you're sailing to, there is no favorable wind. The sails were filled with wind and the ocean, for the most part, has been a sheet of glass. I guess at this point, the divines kind of owed us a break. The stinging rush of the wind and the sound of the jester cutting through the water like a hot knife through butter, 
fills my senses as I stand at her hull. We're heading to Somerset, but as of yet, we're not quite sure where we plan to dock her. We have no papers, no ships manifest, and for all intents and purposes, this ship is about as hot as it gets. Jibs has been quite impressive as a ship captain, though I'm sure he'd say I've been a lackluster first mate. I've spent a good amount of time with my torso over the railing of the ship, ridding my stomach of its contents. Yeah, it's been a fortnight and I still haven't quite found my sea legs. Despite the small hiccups we had when we departed from Woodhearth, I was quite pleased and relieved how smooth the voyage to Somerset had been thus far. I couldn't shake the feeling that we were being set up for something. We'd both been racking our brains about specific destinations once we reached the archipelago, but it seems that someone else may have done that footwork for us. This morning, while going through my pack, I stumbled across a strategically placed letter from Naraya. She tucked it into the front of my journal, where she knew I'd find it. I opened the rough parchment, gritty and moist from the salt air, and it read, Cash. This one has been painstakingly studying maps of your destination and believes she may have found a place for you to vanish. According to a fairly recent cartographer's journal I acquired from one of my kittens, the elven navy abandoned a large cavern some years ago. Look for it. Just north of Alinor, tucked into the sea on the eastern shore of the main island, the cavernous grotto is marked on the map. It's just west of dusk, and nearly undetectable to those on land and only accessible by sea. This one thinks it may be the perfect place for you to hide something large, such as a stolen ship, perhaps? Good luck, my friend. Signed, Naraya. I brought the letter to Jibs at the wheel of the ship, and we both agreed the spot seemed perfect for us. Abandoned, accessible only by sea, well hidden and large enough for a ship the size of the jester, we'd have to chance it. The winds continued to be fair and the sea calm. We headed west and around the southern tip of Somerset toward the bay. The sheer beauty of this place could render one breathless. The colors, the mountaintops, the architecture of the cities were truly breathtaking. We kept far enough at sea as to not draw inquisitive eyes. In this region, the Old Mary Navy and the Sea Elves were rumored to be at odds. Although the Jester certainly had all the markings of a merchant ship, Jibs and I would have preferred to remain out of the sights of both the Altmer authorities and Sea Elven pirates. We'd already experienced the latter, and we weren't quite fond of that experience. With our plan set in motion and contingencies set, we couldn't help but settle our thoughts on Wolven. Naraya's last words on that dock had haunted our minds since we'd set sail. Where did he go? Was he even alive? Why hadn't we turned back? Could we have rescued him? What about Naraya? Was she alright? What happened after our departure? Why couldn't they have just come with us? So many questions had overwhelmed us. First off, turning around would have been suicide. We knew this for a fact. Elker knew we were there. We were just a step ahead of him. We had indeed asked both Wolven and Naraya to come with us to Somerset, and they had both adamantly declined, despite our repeated pleas. 
The truth was, they both had business to tend to elsewhere, and we'd be asking them to abandon all of that for us. They'd already given us so much. So at some point, you just have to trust in your people, as they do in you. We all have jobs to do. Despite all of this, we would never give up on Wolven. We knew that if Naraya had indeed skirted capture, she would undoubtedly be doing everything in her power to find him. Her network was vast, and judging on her combat prowess, we were pretty sure she made it out unscathed. What a display. What an asset she had become to our cause. If anyone could find Wolven, we knew it was Naraya. Trust, believe, hope, and pray. That's all we could do at this point. We still couldn't believe that we had sailed this long unopposed. As we rounded the southern tip of Somerset into the bay, there were ships as far as the eye could see. We were amazed at the sheer number of vessels on moorings, most likely awaiting their turn to port at Sunholt. Merchant ships, transport ships, cutters, warships. With the decree lifted, it seemed a great number of travelers and adventurers were making their way to Somerset. It was the perfect cover, and again, we couldn't believe our luck. It was about time we'd had a break. We kind of mused about it, but luckily for us, we were headed further up the coast, just past Alinor, where Naraya had located an abandoned grotto. What's more, there was a dense fog moving in off the western shore. By the time we rounded the southwest coastline, we'd be in the thick of it. Even more perfect, we thought. As long as Jibs knew how to navigate by instruments, that was. Morndoss, first of Frostfire, second era, year 584. The coastal influence was thick as we navigated past Alinor. We were almost completely in the blind. The wind was slow, it was pushing us toward the coast, so we had time to keep watch and make more calculated decisions. What's more, the sun was cresting, bringing light to our search for the hidden grotto Naraya had set us onto. We hadn't seen or heard signals from any other vessels in the area, most likely because of the heavy fog. Although we certainly hadn't been ringing our bell either. We were operating in the dark, socked in with fog, and moving as stealthily as we could. Now I'm no sailor, but I'm pretty sure sailing into this thickness was ill-advised. For us, though, the fog was the perfect cover. Navigating this bay, while trying to search for a hidden cave on the coastline, was nearly impossible. Is that it? Jib said as he pointed towards an indentation on the cliff's side. I can't tell, I said. I was unsure. It's just too skeevin' foggy to see straight. We continued on, unsure if we should turn around or keep going. The fog was just too intrusive to make out any noticeable landmarks. Until it wasn't. As if sent from the Adra themselves, an unusually sudden gust of warm air hit our sails, increasing our speed. It was mid-morning, and we'd been sailing all night. We had no idea of the weather patterns in the area, as we just hadn't the time to properly prepare for the trip. But the warm gust of air spoke for itself as the ship gained speed, and miraculously, the fog began to lift. Suddenly, we could see.
We lifted a sail to slow our progress, but as the warm air ate through the mist, the coastline became much more visible. We could see Alinor to the rear of the ship now, growing smaller as we sailed quickly in the opposite direction. I looked at the coastline, examining every nook and crevice. I studied the map, then the coastline. Then I saw it. Jibs! There it is! I yelled in excitement. I was nearly overwhelmed by my emotions. Where, he said, scanning the coastline to our right side. There, you're blind as a bat, behind that massive wall of ivy, I retorted. From a towering cliff that seemed as high as the heavens, draped a massive wall of ivy and intertwined foliage covering the mouth of a huge cave system. It was difficult to see the opening, but it was there. Unless you were right on top of it, the entrance to what we saw could easily be missed. This must be it, we thought. Two small islands set just off the opening to the massive cave made the path look quite daunting. Not to mention the change in the watercolor from a deep blue to an almost emerald green surely meant one thing, a shallow reef. Just to the north, we could see the skeleton of a ship that appeared to have missed the opening and run aground. Shores, bones, I thought. This was going to be tight. To Jibs, I said, You got this? Yep, he said with confidence as he steered the jester right toward the opening. You sure, I pondered? What about the hanging foliage? Hey, Cash, Jibs replied with a start. Yeah? Shut up. Jibs said with a don't effing talk right now tone. Copy that, I said. And just like that, Jibs sailed the ship right through the hanging ivy on one line in the shallow coral that was just deep enough for our hull to pass. The sun quickly faded as the cave system covered the light, opening up into a massive grotto with an empty dock. Jibs yelled for me to raise the sails and stow the mast as the ship lost speed without the wind. The jester crept its way to the dock at a snail's pace. I threw the lines below and made a dramatic jump to the dock to secure the ship. I couldn't believe it. We actually made it. I stood on the dock, taking in the moment. I looked up to the bridge and saw Jibs doing the same. We both stood for a moment, just contemplating what we had just accomplished. It was hard to believe that we pulled it off again. The grotto was massive. The hidden cliffside haven was adorned with what appeared to be an intact staircase leading to an ancient Aldmeri ruin. There was overgrown foliage and coral along the beach and two additional shipwrecks against the rock formations. The ships appeared to be Altmer in style but they were so worn and covered with barnacles, it was difficult to tell. This hidden spot was most definitely functional at one point, but it hadn't been in quite a while. That much was obvious. Either way, we'd made it to Somerset. Jibs made his way down the gangway and stopped at my side, putting his hand on my shoulder. I glanced over at him and let out a huge sigh. You were right, I said. We're fine we made it. Jibs pursed his lips into a smile and nodded curtly. Yep, we did indeed, he answered. Knowing we had work to do, I looked at Jibs in the eye and asked, 
Well, what now, my friend? Jibs, looking at me dead in the eye, replied, We send word for the reliquary to join us here. Then we find Wolven, and we end this. Once and for all.